G'day Dons fans, Jonathan Walsh here, freshly home from Cadinia Park following our preseason hit out against the Cats and back for our second edition of First Thoughts. Humey has his feet up down on the coast at the moment, so I'm joined by my brother Andrew tonight. Andrew, how are you? Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. No, my pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I was uh, obviously down at, at ground level at Cadinia Park. You watched the game from the tally. Let's uh, crack in and start with the negatives first, which... You know, thankfully, I did find a little bit harder to come up with this week than than we did last week, which was probably a positive in itself. But I'll go first. The one that that really stood out for me, again, and and I don't, it's not something that I'm concerned about. But I didn't like our balance around the ball in the last quarter. Uh, you know, it was a practice match, and I, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over it. And and we clearly managed loads with Merritt and Parish, and we Merritt spent most of the last quarter in uh, playing at half back, and Parish Parish was on the bench. Uh, but I just felt that those that were in the midfield and those who were around the contest, even, you know, the likes of, of McGrath and, uh, and Caldwell and those that were coming up from half back and half forward just lost their balance and got sucked into the contest a little bit. And it just made it hard. Uh, sorry, made it easier for Geelong to navigate their way out of the contest through handball and, and transition and take the, the ball forward. It, it wasn't something that was dire. It was really good for three quarters, but then some old habits died a little bit hard uh, come the end of the game. So it's something that I think we, yeah, our second tier of mids really need to get better at. Uh, what stood out for you, Andrew? Any particular negatives? Uh, probably not a negative as such, more disappointment, you know, with Ridley going down just in that third quarter. Um, obviously, it was something to look forward to this year with the recruiting of, of Mackay and, and then Reed playing some good footy now. And, you know, he could really come into his own and being that third tall that, you know, doesn't have to play on the grillers anymore, can drop off, give us real drive because we know when he's got ball in hand, he's, uh, his kicking skills can uh, break teams apart. So let's touch wood that it's nothing major um, and you can get back on the park reasonably soon. Yeah, it's obviously awful news for him and clearly it will have an impact on our team because he's one of our most important players, probably up there with, with Zach Merritt, our captain, as as yeah, as our most important. You know, I, I take a pretty pragmatic approach to to injuries and I also, you know, whilst I'd, I'd much rather have him than, than not, I, I also like the challenge to, to see how we cover for it. We do have some flexibility now that we didn't have uh, thanks to the recruitment of Mackay. So does Reid go and play that role that, that Ridley was playing and Laverde goes back to playing key back? Does Cox play the Ridley role? Does Heppel step in? Do they do they share it and take it in turns? I'm, I'm curious to see how we go about it. And yeah, hopefully it's not something that we have to cover for too long and he's, he's back really quickly. On to the positives. Uh, give us your first one. Uh, Nick Martin thought fantastic. Uh Playing that Nick Dacos role, I suppose, a little bit, you know, at half back, sitting behind the stoppage and giving us some real drive to set up. Um, obviously, only watching it on TV, you don't get the full picture, but just his numbers were elite, really. When you, you know, 28 disposals, 562 meters gained, kicked two goals. And also, the impressive one about him is playing 88% of game time. So he's covering the ground, but he's playing big minutes too. So, um, yeah, what an exciting player he is. He can, you know, we've seen him play on the wing, we've seen him play half forward, but now playing in that new role with you know, even kicking in. Um, massive positive and something to really get excited about for this year, I reckon. Gets him in the corridor a lot more than on the wing, doesn't it? And that that can spell real danger for opposition sides. I liked how we covered for it. We didn't really get to see it at Marabin last week because of the way the game was played out, but we saw a lot more of it tonight. I, you know, Cox 
starting on a wing and then dropping back and effectively playing as a bit of a halfback and and Martin then coming up the ground. He was on a really good and dangerous player in Grime Myers for a lot of the night uh, was Nick Martin. And we covered for that really well too. It was often Caldwell coming up from half forward, playing as a midfielder and Myers playing for as basically as a midfielder as well. So sort of half forward on half forward and that that freed Nick Martin to do what he did and, and then Cox uh, getting back in um, some extra support. So it was the first real look at how we we helped Martin be offensive by helping him defensively and and, and that looked quite good too. Uh, and then just on that new roles for, for you know, our other winger uh, from last year in Sam Durham, we touched on it in, in our first thoughts last week, but I, I really liked that again. I think he helped in the the Nick Martin coverage aspect. Uh, I also thought he, he, you know, sort of shared that contested defensive mid role really well with Setterfield and gave us balance and structure in there that I thought was really impressive. And then he, he you know, had a real influence at half forward as well in terms of helping with that, uh, you know, forward 50, forward half pressure. So he was a, another big positive for me. What was your next positive? Uh, yeah, Zach Reed for me. Um, obviously, we just spoke about him earlier with, you know, really going down what his role looked like now. But real positive is, you know, played two games now. We've seen AFL footy together. Um, I just think he looks composed. You know, he's confident to go for his marks. You know, seven marks tonight. 15 disposals doesn't, you know, doesn't seem overly stressed with ball in hand, which is which is a pretty good thing for a, for a young key back. Um, and also the positive is he's played 90% of game time on arguably two of the, you know, best key forwards of the last 10, 10 years. So um, massive positive, something really, really to get excited about. Obviously the hype coming out post-draft, you know, he was a top 10 pick. He was, a, you know, with Cox and Perkins, but, you know, all the talk is as good as any that went in that top 10. So, yeah, really exciting. Can't wait to see him play. Yeah, he, he was he was fantastic. 92% of game time. Uh, that's massive, isn't it, given where he's come from. I liked his his kicking and his angle kicking. Like, you, yeah, you were right. He, he doesn't ever look stressed, stress, which is uh, which is really good you you want your defenders to be composed but he has some some almost Zach Merritt traits in his ability to hit angle kicks short kicks and and get the ball into the corridor I think uh Nick Martin's going to really enjoy playing alongside of him when we're looking to to turn defense into attack so yeah yeah very similar to the old number 31 really never looked stressed comfortable ball in hand um yeah so yeah exciting times ahead yeah he probably doesn't have the kicking length or depth no. of uh of no, Fletch, no, but no one does no very few do but but i think he, he probably has fletch covered for those short angle kicks that that, that you know that's something that that looked really good in his game but uh the other one that i i liked tonight was our our competitiveness as a whole was was really good we, we wanted to see a big step up in that and, and we got it and i think it was a big positive in itself that we had a pretty hard hit out you know geelong didn't take the foot off the pedal by practice match standards at any stretch, at any stage, they were, you know, their best players were still on the ground at the end of the game. I think both teams will really benefit from having a, a pretty solid, you know, hit out. I think that's a, a big positive. But I thought that our our ability to get ugly ball inside 50, we spoke about that on, on the game preview last night, was as good as I've seen it in a long time. And then, you know, lock it in through pressure and create you know, repeat entries and, and forward 50 turnovers to to hit the scoreboard in the in the first couple of quarters. I thought that was vastly improved on on last year and, and I really liked what I saw there. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think a guy that's can probably has probably helped there is, is Gresham. I thought his game tonight was was pretty good. You know, he's got that bit of class, something we've probably lacked over, you know, years gone by and just his work rate as a forward. Obviously hit the scoreboard tonight, kicked two two, probably could have kicked three or four really. And the encouraging thing is three goal assists. The only player to have multiple goal assists on the field. So He's someone to get excited about because it's not that we haven't really had that small forward as such that can hit the scoreboard, um, get up and get back. And he's got that bit of class too, um, that he can hit that that angle kick a little bit. So um, yeah, I think it was a really encouraging game from him. Yeah, he I mean what he did on the scoreboard and contributing to scores was was great, but you're right that he was a big part in that improved forward fifty competitiveness that that we just haven't had a lot of over recent years and, and helps some of the other guys. It makes their job easier because they're competing against one guy and, and not two or three that, you know, Menzi and Davey often had to do last year. So, um, yeah, so big tick. Uh, any final first thoughts for, for you out of tonight's game? No, nah, it, it was encouraging. Obviously, we didn't get the win, but um, I just we're building midfield depth, which is something the club has known for a long, long time, which is encouraging and different you know, different sizes too. We've got some big body mids now. We've got some classy mids and yeah, it's exciting. And we've still got some young kids to, you know, that we haven't seen a lot of either. So, um, and just how our back six is going to look and our forward, you know, our forward, forward the ball too. You know, Bright only played a half tonight, but I thought Jones is encouraging too. Um, you know, flies for his balls and he's only going to get better. Him and Wright can play, you know, 100 games together. I think it's pretty exciting. Yeah, well said. I think there's the, we had a lot of questions last week. We still got a few of them and see how they play out in the early parts of the season. But I think uh, we we had some questions answered that we we sorely needed to tonight, which is great news. Well, that will do us for our first thoughts for this week. Thanks again, Andrew, for for jumping on and, and joining us. This will be released on our main podcast feed for this week. But come season proper, these first thoughts episodes will be available on our Patreon. Patreon feed for subscribers. A link to that will be in the episode notes of this show. Uh, enjoy your time off, Yumi. We'll be back later in the week for our full review of this game. Until then, stay safe and go Dons.